Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, my name is Kalina Anderson, and I am a member here at Gather. Uh, Josh asked if I would continue the Philippians conversation, and I was very happy and terrified (laughs) to say yes. Uh, To share a little bit about how I came to Gather, um, I started coming here not that long ago. I actually was driving down the ramp that's right behind this building, and I was at the light. And I saw the building, and there's like a sticker sign on the side of the building that says, Gather Sundays, 10 a.m. And um, I've been on my faith journey for about three decades now, so I know nothing's happening on a Sunday morning except church. And so uh, I researched Gather, and I decided to give it a try. And my very first time here was July 4th, and prior to coming to the church, I remember like giving God my list of demands about the type of church that I would be attending. And I was like, if you don't meet these things, then I'm not going to be going. And I hope you're okay with that. And I came through the doors and I sat down and uh, I remember feeling like a, a chill and artsy vibe here, which I really resonated with. But then I kind of kept my guard up and looked out for red flags Because when you've been in community and you've been hurt in and by community, then you tend to not want to be hurt anymore. And Josh got up to speak, and he started talking about how July 4th is often intertwined with Christian nationalism and how Christian nationalism is fueled by white supremacy and oppression. And standing in front of everyone, he denounced both. And he encouraged us instead to follow the ways and the personhood of Jesus. And to my like genuine surprise, no one booed. No one got up and left that I saw. People sat in the seats and they nodded and they listened. They listened. I was shook. I was like totally caught off guard. Because I for sure do not believe that every single person needs to believe the same sort of things. And I know how hard a topic that is and controversial. So the willingness for people to stay in the room, to stay in the chair and engage the topic made a profound impression on me. I have been in many rooms that acknowledge the impact hatred and oppression has in this country and in our world. And I've been in even more rooms that uh, talk about following Jesus. It is very rare, especially in faith communities, to find a space that will talk about both. So I'll be honest, uh, at the time, Gather did not hit my list of demands that I gave to God. But what I saw was a, com- a community, you, in this space that was committed to holistic healing. This is a place that acknowledges real people come with real pain and real wounds and misinformation and lots of questions. And people here are welcomed exactly as they come with no hidden agendas. This place and all of you 
are committed to simply holding space for others. And like not in, in the way people are supposedly safe and then you're met with like a list of ways that you need to change or people stop pursuing you and it gets too hard. Like actionable love. And it was that day on July 4th, like I did all of the, uh, the spiritual things, right? I prayed, I discerned, but I knew, I knew that day that this was a community that I wanted to be a part of. And I signed up to be a member at the end of last year. A group of people committing to actionable love together. That's what I want to talk about in Philippians 2. Before we begin proper, uh, I'd love to pray for us. God, help us to be present in this moment with you and the word you've given us. Let us be open to hear and see all the things that you are about and your love. Amen. Last week, Josh started the conversation in Philippians 1. Uh, we learned that Philippi was a Roman colony. It was originally a Greek city, but once it was taken over, taken over by the Romans, it became a place for retired soldiers, politicians, and strategic people who would be loyal to the empire. Because of this, Roman culture permeated through the city, and the people started taking pride and creating status around their Roman citizenship. Last week, Josh called this patriotic nationalism. So in chapter one, we find Paul writing a letter to the church at Philippi from prison, being faced with the very real reality of death. And there was a possibility for that. And we see Paul face this reality, root himself firmly in it, and still have real deep hope for himself and for the Philippians. So today I'm going to read from Philippians 2, starting in verse 1. Therefore, if any of you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by being becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So earlier in chapter one, Paul talks about this group of people that are preaching about Jesus, but they're not sincere. They're uh, preaching out of their personal desires and to achieve their own objectives. And later in chapter two, Paul talks about this man named Timothy. 
who is described as a servant who cares deeply for the Philippians. And Paul says he doesn't know anyone else that's like him because everyone else is looking out for their own interests and not the interests of Jesus. Paul brings to attention the fact that there seems to be an abundance of people who are about being in proximity to the gospel or claim the name of Jesus, but they're not about being of service to others with the same demeanor that Jesus was of service to them. I don't think Paul likes this. And spoiler alert for the rest of this Philippian series, this theme about being united, having the same mind like Jesus is all over this letter. And, and this is his imploring to the church in verse two, be like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Be together, have the same mind like Jesus. So the thing about being together and unified is that you have to be around each other to do it. <laughs> it's absolutely something that you can like commit to and set on your, in your own time, in your own heart, right? I can say, I choose to be a part of a community that loves each other and is of service to one another. Super. Now, the next action step is that I've got to be around those people. I've got to be in the room. So I have to bring this up, unfortunately, after an, an unnecessarily divisive couple of years. I want to make this clear. This is not my manifesto for in-person church only or to shame people for not coming in and gathering for weeks, months, years. This is not that. I acknowledge and affirm that there are unique and nuanced reasons why people don't step through the doors of a church and that gathering together can and maybe should sometimes look different than a Sunday morning service or a community group during the week. Please, please be attuned to what you need and feel the freedom to give yourself that. And also, at the same time, the commitment to being in relationship with one another doesn't last long in isolation. Being present with others is an important part of Paul's call. And once the Philippians come together, they can get on the same page about being of service. So in verse three, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interests of others. So I, confession, I, I'm a little bit of a, a scripture nerd. I love scripture. I love reading the Bible. And um, I like looking at the original Hebrew and Greek because I just think it gives it like extra richness. So I looked up the original Greek and I looked up, I looked it up for that word looking in verse four. And one of the definitions is to fix one's eyes upon or direct one's attention to. The shared love and unity that Paul is talking about is actively focused on others. They are to be about looking for what's good for the whole and for others before they ask, what's good for me? But then there's one more part to this invitation. So we have be together, we have 
uh, have the same mind. But the reality is there are a lot of organizations and spaces that are about unity around a vision of service, right? Paul makes clear the why and the how. Verse 5, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. All right, more Greek. (laughs) That word mindset can be defined as directing one's mind to a thing to seek, to strive for. And this next chunk of scripture is widely regarded as a hymn. And I'm not going to read it all, but he could have put anything in there. Instead, he uses this poetic language to describe and to paint a picture of the one they are supposed to seek and strive to be like, Jesus. In very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. He made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to death. Jesus, having the rights and privileges of the highest status, chose to give up those privileges of his position. Jesus, God and divine, chose discomfort and pain of the human experience and became a servant. Jesus, worthy of worship and honor, willingly emptied himself and died a violent death viewed with ridicule and shame. These might have been some of the things that the Philippians were wrestling with when they heard this hymn. Like, What would this mean for their own status within their community? How would they be seen? What would they have to give up and take on in order to meet the needs of others? Be together. Have the same mind like Jesus. So this is the part where I would normally give like a call to action. And yes, I want you to be together, have the same mind like Jesus. But I want to do something a little bit different. Um, I want to call out what I see. I believe that Gather, you, are already a people who are committed to being in deep relationship with one another, who share the same vision of love and service, and who do it like Jesus did it. I see a community who provides multiple safe spaces of being at coffee shops and at bars, in a building downtown, and a faithful online community, um, an astroturf area for the kids, and a resource space for those who are experiencing homelessness. This is a space that looks to what is best for the whole and for the other. I see a community who values others above themselves and places their attention on the needs of others who aren't desperate to be in proximity to the pastor or to the pulpit for clout, who don't place their importance in who they know or what ministry they're over. I see humility. I also see people who are willing to go to uncomfortable places who are vulnerable and willing to share their human experience in the hope that no one feels alone. And then on a personal note, um, I I experience this weekly with my, my community group here. It has become a place where 
I have felt seen and welcomed. It's a safe space to share hurts and struggles with one another, to be present for one another. And we have a lot of fun with good food. I see people who give their resources and their time what gifts they have for the greater good. And doing all of this in the way of Jesus. So I don't say this to say that this is a perfect church or that there is no room to grow because when we choose to walk in humility, when we actively choose that, there will always be room to grow. It is a daily practice of embodying being a created person who is fully loved, rescued and forgiven by God and is living truly free. And when I say that, I mean like knowing those things about yourself and getting it into your DNA and fully feeling the freedom to live it out and go out into the world and live those things out. And then when you know it for yourself, you go out into your communities and you look to the people that you're around most often, your neighbors, your coworkers, your children, parents, teachers, those who are against you, maybe those you are against, and seeing and treating them as people who are created, loved, rescued, forgiven, and free. To close our time, I would love to pray what Jesus prayed for us in John 17. I pray also for those who will believe in me, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Gather. Stay on the path. When we are in unity with one another, with one mind, striving to love more like Jesus, we look like answered prayer. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.